The Chat Spotlight, episode 18. Hey everybody, what's up? It's me, Yanni Lunga from thejetspotlight.com. Welcome to this 18th episode of the podcast. Time flies so fast, we're already approaching the 20th episode. Today marks the third episode of this special edition of the podcast. So like I told you in the last two episodes, for this week and this week only, the Jet Spotlight podcast is going to be daily. It's a special edition with new guests every day. And actually, there is a little bit of a surprise because today we're going to have two episodes. So two great guests here. Now we have episode 18 and in a moment, there's going to be out also episode 19. So more guests to look forward to. I just want to do a short recap in case you missed the last two episodes of the podcast. On episode 16, there was great guitarist Kevin Eubanks. And on last episode, episode 17, there was Mark Carey. And I would like to thank both of you, Mr. Eubanks and Mr. Carey, if you're listening to this episode. I really appreciate the podcast has been like really appreciated, downloaded quite a lot. So I'm really happy that I got a chance to interview both of you. Today I'm really excited because I have the first Canadian guest on the podcast. How about that? It's a really nice thing. And I have a special relationship with Canada because a few years ago I actually got the chance to live for some time in Canada, in Toronto, city that I love to. And I visited a couple of times, so I always have nice memory about Toronto. And whenever I hear the name Canada, I always has a special place in my heart. So today the guest actually is not is from Ontario, not from exactly from Toronto, but not that far away from Ottawa, from the Canadian capital. The guest is Pierre Chrétien of the popular band Soul Jazz Orchestra, one of my favorite bands. And I, I'm really happy because at the Polyjets Festival, I got the chance to see them live for the first time. Really loved the gig. It was a very nice gig. It was really nice weather, really nice atmosphere. And Pierre is here today to talk about the band, to talk about their latest album, Inner Fire, and also to give us a preview about their upcoming albums and some advice for musicians who would like to follow the footsteps of the Soul Jazz Orchestra or for those who would like to tour. So plenty of great things coming up. Like always, I just want to remind you that you can find the links and the resources we mentioned on this episode at thejetspotlet.com slash episode 18. This is a Jets talk with Pierre Chrétien. Enjoy. Hey Jets fans, what's up? Yanni Lunga here of the Jets Spotlight podcast from the Pori Jets Festival in Pori, Finland. I continue this special edition of the podcast from the festival with another guest here, another great guest. I'm really excited because they're actually going to play in in a couple of hours so I've never seen them live so I'm really excited about that he's Pierre Chrétien of the Soul Jazz Orchestra from Ottawa a great live band one of probably one of the most exciting bands one can ever see live and we're gonna have a great chat here we're gonna talk about obviously their latest album Inner, Inner Fire about a bit about their, the story of the band and, and Pierre is also going to tell us about traveling, about touring because they've been on the road quite a lot now they are here in Finland and I think they've been recently performing also in France so we're going to hear for more from Pierre but first let's hear from him Pierre, welcome on the podcast Hi, thanks for having me 
My pleasure, Pierre. So, is it your first time here in in Pori in Finland? Yeah, definitely. Uh, we've been to to Helsinki before, uh, but uh, really, it's our first time so far out in Finland, and it's beautiful out here. We 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 just love it. It, it actually looks a lot like home back in Canada, so uh, we feel right at home here. Are you are you a bit homesick or? <laughs> <laughs> well, we've been on the road for a month now, so yeah, it is kind of nice to be here for that for that reason. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, and like Pierre said, it's a very, it's a very nice, nice day. Super, super weather, really. Like I think, couldn't be any better for playing outdoors. Yeah, it's perfect weather, actually. Yeah. And you know, I, like I'm really excited because I've been, I've been a big fan of yours for quite some times, but I've actually never had the chance to hear the band live. So I'm really excited. And you know, can you tell us a little bit about Inner Fire, your latest album, the sixth album in nine years? What can you tell us about that album? Uh, well, this one was uh, it's a special one because we kind of wanted to touch on different things that we we've done over the past years, you know. So it's a little bit of a synthesis of different things we've done. So it's got a little bit of the the Afro sounds of our earlier albums, with some of the like the spiritual jazz of albums like Rising Sun, with some of the tropical groove stuff of uh, our last album before that, Solidarity. So it's all that kind of all put together, and uh, yeah, it, it it came out good, I think. And now here you are after six records in nine years, two Juno Awards nomination. I I imagine you have had a great time. But how did you guys get started with the band? Uh, we started back in 2002 in Ottawa, and we were just actually just buddies. We we used to hang out in the same spots, you know, the Mercury Lounge, the Cafe Nostalgica, the Babylon Nightclub in Ottawa, and uh, yeah, and just through talking. Uh, We, we just found out we, we had a lot of the same taste in music and we decided to just start jamming just for fun. So I remember they all came over to my house and yeah, we just started playing for fun and it, it took off from there. So it, we at that point, we never had any big ambitions, but you know, it's funny how things turn out sometimes, you know. And I think it's great to see that, you know, you still have a lot of fun when you're on a stage where I, that I think it's really important even now that, you know, you are an established band and you play professionally like or even mm-hmm. at bigger venues and bigger festivals and what has been one of the perhaps the challenges of you know being with the soul jazz orchestra and now traveling so much well uh, the tricky thing is being on the road all the time uh, you know some of us uh, have wives or kids at home and uh, you know it's it's tricky to to balance all that out you know and um, yeah I'd say that's probably the biggest thing Uh, and then uh, when you're on the road a lot, you know, you, it's a lot of work and, you, you know, it's a lot of fun too, but it takes some getting used to. But, uh, you know, we've been doing it for 12 years and it's the same band. <laughs> like in 12 years, that's that's pretty good, I think. You know, a mm-hmm. lot of bands have tons of switch over, or, you know. So, uh, yeah, I think we stuck it out pretty good. And on episode seven with Ezra Brown, we talked about touring the world. He shared his stories. He also liked travel all the time. And he was he was talking about uh, you know also apps that he uses when he's on on the road. Is there one app or one tool that you you use that you kind of couldn't live without, especially when you're traveling and touring? Uh, it's funny you're talking to me. I'm a real old-fashioned guy. Uh, I don't. I don't even have a cell phone in Canada. I have, uh-huh. I have a phone you plug in the wall. <laughs> and uh, so I'm, I like keeping things pretty simple. I have a cell phone mm-hmm. for Europe, but that's about it. Okay, then let's say about about tools, yeah, a- yeah, except yeah. for your instrument. What is that? 
the the thing you absolutely cannot be without when well, you're touring? Uh, what what I do do, I organize the, all the tours and I, I make something, we call it the fun pack. Mm -hmm. And it's a big <laughs> binder with everything we need, all the plane tickets, all the phone numbers, contacts, you know, train tickets, uh, schedules, everything we need is in this fun pack. And everyone in the band gets one of these fun packs and it's your whole life is in there. So kind of old-fashioned, it's just papers and pens, but uh -huh. uh, you know, it works. <laughs> so that the fun pack, definitely something yeah, you yeah. wouldn't like to, to leave at home. <laughs> no, exactly, that's what we need, you know. And, you know, some of the uh, listeners of the podcast are musicians themselves. And perhaps, you know, they're dreaming of, of touring mm -hmm. their country or even bigger, perhaps the continent or the world. What kind of advice would you have for them? I think when you really start traveling a lot and taking a lot of planes and all that, it's important to be practical. I, I notice a lot of these bands, you know, they're... You know, there are 20 people and they all play 20 different instruments and they have, you know, they change guitars every song or, you know what I mean, uh, they have 10 amps. <laughs> That kind of stuff doesn't really work so well in tour. So it's a, I find the best thing we, the thing we had to do is really simplify things. Just bring what you need and make the most out of your instrument instead of relying on too many gimmicks or too many, you know. Mm -hmm. Uh, you don't need 10 guitars on the road. One, <laughs> learn how to play <laughs> yeah, one and play yeah. well, you know. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, back home I used to play a whole bunch of different keyboards, you know, surrounded by them. <laughs> Then I had to, you know, okay, Rhodes Clavinet, that's good enough. Uh, let's stick with that, you know. So I found that that was the, the, the best, the, the biggest thing we learned on, on mm -hmm. tour, you know. To try to be, if, well, not really efficient, but yeah, like, you know. that's it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, well, efficient in a way. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. And and since you're traveling, you also are like you see audiences, you know, different cultures, different people, and perhaps you also get different reactions from the people. Is there an audience in particular that has really impressed you? That you know, you were really like, wow, we didn't expect this kind of. Atmosphere? Yeah, it's funny. Yeah, we travel all over the place and. Uh And we play really different kinds of places too. We'll do like jazz festivals where it's real like hardcore jazz fans and, you know, they're looking at us and analyzing things. And then other times we might like open up for some like crazy hip hop band, you know, playing a nightclub at three in the morning and everyone's jumping around. So mm -hmm. we get to see very different types of audiences, you know, from teenagers to mm -hmm. old people to everything <laughs> and to little kids, you know. Uh -huh. uh, Yeah, actually, on this tour, we just played Copenhagen, and I was really impressed there. Because uh, we played in the north, and sometimes, you know, people can be a little more subdued, but these people were just off the walls, you know, <laughs> super enthusiastic, dancing, break dancing, everything. It was awesome. <laughs> that's, that's cool to hear. And also, what I wonder is, like you mentioned now, you know, different kind of audiences, like from also, you know, the atmosphere so people mm. kind of looking more you know kind of in a serious right, way right. people ju just having fun does that somehow have an impact on you as a performer i guess so yeah i guess we feed a lot off the audience you know uh, whether they're you know serious about it or they're dancing and having fun as long as there's some sort of audience involvement mm -hmm. you know that's that's all we care about and we really feed off that and when we feel that the crowd is really into it well it's like action reaction we it feeds it fuels the fire you know so it's uh, it's important and 
what also like sticking to this audience and atmosphere what advice would you have for musicians who are maybe kind of you know in a situation where they might feel a bit uncomfortable because mm -hmm. of the of the atmosphere maybe they are not used to that kind of atmosphere or you know different kind of for example when it comes to to clapping yeah, you know yeah. in some countries people are just more like kind of serious right, in a right, way right, right. I find the important thing, one thing they never teach you in music school is to uh, how to interact with the audience and it's important to talk to them and just talk to them like, like regular people and, and you know, may see how they, yeah, have a good time and, you know, tell little stories and, just, you know, people really appreciate that. Well, if you're just up there and it's just about the music, it's just about the music, well, you know, mm -hmm. people might feel a little alienated by that. So yeah, I think that's an important thing to do. And of the, of the festivals and venues that you have been performing this year and now, like also in North America and here in Europe, is there one that has impressed you in particular? You were mentioning Copenhagen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Copenhagen was great. Uh, one, one of the best ones on the tour. We also did uh, the Mostly Jazz Festival in mm -hmm. Birmingham. That was really cool too. Uh, a lot of great acts. You know, Ginger Baker was there and uh, Earth, Wind and Fire and mm -hmm. all these big names like that. Um, yeah, I, I mean, we've seen so much. Uh, <laughs> you forget after a while. This one is impressing me, though. Pori is really, really, really impressive. I didn't realize the lineup, my God, with Bob Dylan and, uh, you know, mm -hmm. P-Funk and uh, Mulato Estatke tomorrow. And, oh, my God, it's, it's amazing. <laughs> and what are your plans for the second half of the year? Now we are almost in the, or mid-July, end mm -hmm. of July. What are the plans for the upcoming months? Uh, so we go back to Canada soon. And uh, we'll be touring across Canada from British Columbia to Quebec. And then uh, after that, uh, yeah, we'll be staying closer to home. Mm -hmm. We're recording a new album right now, so we'll be working on that in the months to come. Mm -hmm. And that's about it, yeah. And can you, now you mentioned a new album, <laughs> I have to ask, can you give us a little preview, something about, for example, is it going to be released, do you already have... A, a, a season in mind? Is it winter? Is it autumn, spring? Well, it'll be released in 2015 mm -hmm. uh, sometime. Uh, yeah, spring or autumn of uh, 2015. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, we're pretty psyched about this one. It'll be a little bit different than what we've been doing so far, but uh, very, very cool. That's a, that sounds really like something to look forward to. And would you have something to tell, you know, to, to all the young musicians who would like to follow your footsteps and the steps of the Soul Jazz Orchestra? Well, uh, <laughs> all I got to say, it's, a, it's not an easy life being a professional musician, so make sure that's what you really, really want to do in life. But if it's your passion, uh, you should really, you know, follow through with everything you got. Because uh, if you're passionate about music, that's what keeps you going when times are hard. Maybe the money's not coming in or whatever, mm -hmm. because uh, it's not an easy life. But if you're passionate about it, uh, you know, you just got to do it. To go, to go for it, yeah. like if it's what you want to do. Totally. Pierre, thank you so much for being on the podcast and I'm just looking forward to your gig. Uh, thanks for having me. Thank you. All right, everybody, we are back. Pierre, If you're listening, thank you so much. I really enjoyed the interview. You're such a cool guy. And also thank you for your great live performance. As I said, it was the first time that I saw the Soldiers Orchestra live. I really liked the gig. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And I wish you a great summer. So for those of you who are listening, if you are a musician or have a band and thinking about touring, you heard some of the advice Pierre had to give. And actually would like to point you to another couple of episodes where you can learn more or hear more from the guests about touring. You can 
get advice about touring and the episodes I recommend are episode 7 touring the world with Ezra Brown with where saxophonist Ezra Brown talked about touring the world so he talked about you know his tours in Asia in Europe in Africa and he talked about he shared some funny stories and he also talked about the number one tool he uses when he's traveling you know the, the one that is really helping him being in touch with his fans and communicating upcoming gigs share photos all these kind of things so the first episode I recommend you find it at thejetspotlight.com slash episode 7 and the second episode I recommend it's actually episode 13 with Jerry Goldstein if you go to thejetspotlight.com slash episode 13 you find more information it's not really about being on the road but it's more about how to uh, book gigs and how to plan tours so you know it's the kind of the other side of the coin the first like actually this comes before if you think about it so if I were you, if you haven't yet, listen to episode 13 first after listening to this episode where you learn more about how to plan tours and how to organize your website so that is also targeting uh, bookers and festival organizers and, you know, those people who, who could potentially lend you your next gig or show at a festival. And after that, listen to episode 7, Touring the World with Ezra Brown, where you can hear more about, you know, stories on the road and you know i'm sure you're gonna have a great time with both episodes so this is the episode 18 and in a couple of hours there's gonna be out episode 19 the fourth of this special edition of the jet spotlight podcast i hope you enjoyed this episode and i hope you're enjoying this special edition of the podcast and you know if you like what you hear feel free to share the episodes wherever you like if you have a blog feel free to share links of the of the podcast with your followers if you're on social media feel free to share it you know i really appreciate it and i'm sure that also the people i've interviewed would really appreciate if you you know help share the passion so if you liked these episodes feel free to to share wherever you like i'm yanilunga and i will be back with you actually just in a couple of hours take care <laughs>